Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 15th. 2020, and I am your host, Detroit Sports Center, Nolan Bianchi. We are joined again today by Steve Cornianos of the draftanalyst.com, the Draft Analyst Podcast. Uh, if you missed yesterday's episode, Steve joined us yesterday to profile Hamilton Bulldogs winger uh, Jan Mizak. Uh, and today he is joining us again to talk about another potential second round target for the Red Wings. Edmonton Oil Kings winger Jake Neighbors. Steve goes in on the intangibles that Neighbors brings to the table, why it's important to have players uh, like Jake on your team, especially as you get ready to start contending for Stanley Cups, get into playoff pushes and stuff like that. Lots of interesting stuff. Kind of a lot of the guys we've profiled have been more skill guys. Jake Neighbors, a very talented hockey player, but also brings the toughness, the grittiness to a hockey team that you like to build around, assumingly that Steve Eisman would like to build around. So be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and next week we'll be bringing Steve back again to talk about Martin Kromiak and Ozzy Weisblatt. Uh, we'll start off the week, I assume, probably the plan is right now to do that, uh, to run them on Monday and Tuesday. We've got tomorrow's episode with Lockdown Lightning. Hopefully, we're supposed to record that tonight, but we'll see how that goes. If not, and uh, we're not talking to them, you'll know that we called an audible some point along the line. Thursday, we're going to be profiling Jake Sanderson. And Friday, as always, as is the new tradition, we'll be doing a How Do You Feel About It Friday. Me, Ethan, maybe a guest, who knows? But we're going to have lots of fun regardless, so make sure that you tune in for that. And then one last thing, before we send you over to the interview with Steve Say goodbye to you until tomorrow. Uh, be sure to go by Steve's 2020 complete draft guide available on his website at thedraftanalyst.com. I said it yesterday. I'm saying it today. I'll probably say it twice again next week. There is no better resource for a fan, a journalist, anybody who wants to know anything about the upcoming NHL draft will be best served to uh, just, just pay up the $5. That's, a, that's less than a Little Caesars pizza after, that you pay after tax. Some places it's $6, some places it's $5, you know, $5.30, whatever it is. You're going to be getting it for cheaper than you can get. One pizza pie from one of the greatest and cheapest pizza places around. So fork over the 5 bucks. It's nothing. You'll be learning a lot, and uh, you'll be helping out a great guy. So thanks so much. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team every day. move on to Jake Neighbors, the uh, left wing for the Oil Kings of the WHL. Can you give people a summary of his game and, and what they can expect when they tune in to watch him? Yeah, he's, he's one of those like uh, those uh, uh, versatile players who does a ton off the puck and always noticeable. So he played in the Edmonton, uh, with Edmonton in the WHL. Uh, he's got good size, six foot 195. The skating is his only real drawback. It's, it's okay. He gets to where he needs to get to. It's not necessarily a clean stride. 
I would say his straight line speed is slightly average, maybe a little bit above average. Uh, but he played on a line with a very fast kid named Dylan Gunther. And Gunther's going to be uh, probably a top 15 pick in the 2021 draft. And so with Gunther being a small little playmaker, speedy type, neighbors is the physical, get busy on the forecheck, hit hard, work hard in the corners, control the puck in the cycle, like doing all the, the, the little things, the dirty work, the intangibles. Uh, he's always been considered a high-profile prospect uh, from a Canadian standpoint because he's been – he was a fourth overall pick in the WHL Bantam draft in 2017. He played for Team Canada White at the U-17 World Hockey Challenge. He played for Canada at the Ivan Halenka, uh, more of a – like as a depth player. But if you've been picked to participate in those uh, uh, tournaments and you had to go through a camp to do so – and, oh, by the way, you were a fourth overall pick. Then, then you got a pretty strong reputation uh, in under-18 hockey circles in North America. So he had an outstanding season from a production standpoint, 70 points in 63 games, uh, foot one ninety-five. Central scouting were pretty high on him. They had him ranked 26th overall in North America. So uh, I like him a lot. He's a, he's a low-maintenance guy. He could create his own shot. He could geek and dangle, but he's not overly fancy. He could play in the power play. He was really good on the penalty kill. Just an overall tough kid to play against. When, he, when he's on the ice, if you're a defenseman, you have to know he's out there because he's going to come at you hard in the forecheck. He's going to throw his weight around. He's going to be very annoying. He's just an annoying kid to play against. So I think he'd be perfect for, for a second round. I had him ranked near the first round for most of the season. Uh, and I, I had him knock him down a little bit because I cover so many leagues. And the more leagues I watch, the more kids I probably become uh, partial towards. But this kid Navis is a player. He really is. Uh, some might say that Tristan Robbins, uh, he and Tristan Robbins are similar players and that uh, the production was the same. And uh, why is the disparity in rankings between Navis and, and Robbins? I think it's because Robbins is more of a sleeper where he was not a high pick and he was not picked for Team Canada in all these events. And he didn't go to the CHL Top Prospects game, uh, whereas Navis was involved. Uh, so maybe it's like we still need to see more out of uh, – uh, uh, Robbins, but they're similar players, um, mm. you know, so uh, neighbors is definitely a kid I like. I love kids that have enthusiasm. They're happy when their teammates score a goal. They say nice pass uh, when they get a nice pass instead of just uh, going to do some fist bumps. Uh, little things like that on a personal level mean something to me when I'm evaluating kids. I like to see that they're, they have a very high, uh, you know, uh, intensity and they care a lot on or off the puck. And uh, that's Jake neighbors to a T. Steve, if you don't mind, I'm just going to take a quick pause from this episode to place an order for some dinner through DoorDash. I figure we got, you know, 15, 20 minutes left here in this episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open the DoorDash app, place my order through some, I I don't know where I'm going to order from yet. It's going to be some sort of local restaurant. And uh, maybe even before we get off air, before you and I bid farewell, it will be at my door waiting for me. Because DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving now right to your door. Ordering is easy, guys. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can have your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, even the Cheesecake Factory. 
And best of all, as our listeners right now can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And look who else is joining us today. It is rockauto.com. I was wondering when they were going to get here this week. Now, listen, guys, rockauto.com understands that money might be tight right now. Rockauto.com understands that instead of paying for a, a new muffler or new brakes or whatever it is that you need fixed on your car right now, you would much rather be putting that money towards your mortgage or food. Well, guess what? They can help because they have ridiculously low prices. They're the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. You cannot get that anywhere else. RockAuto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they always offer the best price available rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, I actually don't mind going uh, out to the local auto shop. I don't mind having those horrible interactions with the countermen. I have one question for you. Why on earth would you choose to spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts there as you're going to get at rockauto.com? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Fender off gives him the business. So, in your history of researching prospects, uh, do you feel that a lack of skating ability can be coached or trained out of a prospect to a certain degree, or is it more of like a God-given talent or skill that can really only be improved so much? When I first started this, I thought skating was the most important thing in the world. And uh, the more I did it, the more I realized that hockey IQ would trump speed 80 times out of 80, 1,000 times out of 1,000. Uh, yes, it's important in this day and age to be quick. It helps. But there's a reason why Carl Haglin, let's say, gets 30 points a year and why John Tavares gets 85 or 80 points a year. Obviously, Carl Haglin can destroy John Tavares in a foot race. But John Tavares has the hands, the IQ, the shot, everything. Uh, so if you're a player like Kirby Doc is another one. We saw him. I questioned his skating. I was worried about it. I made a big deal out of it last year. Knocked him all the way down to 12. And then when the Hawks drafted him at three, I felt that, ah, you know what? And I ended up going to see Doc play two months after the draft. We're actually a month after the draft at the World Junior Summer Showcase that was in Plymouth. And – I actually tweeted it right, right like the first shift. I said, I don't, I don't know what the hell the kid was drinking, uh, what he's been eating, <laughs> but he has definitely gained a step or two, or he might have been nursing an injury. I mean, these things, I, you know, I'm not really an insider. I watch the games and I report on what I see. I, I don't talk to coaches. I don't talk to scouts. I don't really talk to the players. I, I, I just, you know, I watch him play. And that's it. So he could have been having an injury issue. The point being is that 
here's a kid that I knocked in a skating. And if you saw him play against McDavid and all of them in the playoffs, the kid was flying out there, not mm -hmm. on a McDavid level, but he's clearly not hampered by a, uh, what you would call, I guess, an average skill set in terms of skating. So uh, if a player has an issue skating, if he's got an ugly stride, if he's got a, a, a slow first step, if he's not agile, that all that stuff can be worked on, okay? Look at Milan Lucic, man. That guy's still in the league. He's mm -hmm. still in the league. That guy cannot skate. Look <laughs> at uh, uh, Corey Perry. There was a, one instance in the, in the Dallas, I think it was Dallas, uh, who they play in the second round that they that they upset? Not Vegas. It was who they played before. All right, uh, Calgary. Was it Calgary? Yeah, yeah, Calgary. Calgary. Yep. There was a, a play where he had a clear breakaway from the red line, and he took two strides, and they already caught up with him. <laughs> Four guys on Dallas were like grabbing, grabbing his jersey by that point. But he's still got a job in the league. Why does he have a job in the league? Why does Lucic have a job in the league? Because they got veteran experience. They could help mentor the young kids. They could provide you with great and jam or whatever a lot of us fans would be conditioned to not like players like that anymore but clearly if you're watching this postseason you need a gritty grindy uh, tough physical types yeah. in your lineup you can't have a lineup of nothing but finesse guys look at the Leafs and it burned them it burns them every year so I think a guy like Neighbors, he's going to probably show up to camp he's not going to win every foot, foot race his coaching staff and the uh, conditioning uh, staff will all look at him and say, okay, this is what you need to work on. We're going to get you in the, in the weight room. We're going to work on your leg drive. We'll work on your agility, work on your quickness. Uh, everything else is fine, but just keep working on that. And listen, we've seen guys, every team has skating gurus, skating coaches, uh, specialists, just like, you know, basketball has the free throw specialist, the shot doctor. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> that guy. You remember the shot doctor? No. All right, the shot, I'm going gonna, gonna to tangent a little bit of one. The shot doctor was a guy. <laughs> This guy looked nothing like a basketball player. He looked like a dentist. But he was Shaquille O'Neal's uh, uh, coach <laughs> to teach him how to shoot free throws. And they gave him a spot on the Orlando coaching staff. And every time Shaq would take a free throw and brick it, you know, 50% of the time, they would show the shot doctor. I'm like, well, what kind of a doctor is he? <laughs> He's <laughs> calling him out right <laughs> in the middle of the broadcast. So, so they have skating doctors and skating gurus. Uh, to help these kids. So I, I don't, to answer your question, I don't put that much of a premium on it. If the players have the same IQ, the same vision, the same smarts, the same compete level, I'll give the edge to the kid who's quicker, but it, it's not, let's say, the end-all be-all. You know what else isn't the end-all be-all? The circumstances surrounding erectile dysfunction. Hey, I'm just saying it, all right? We got GetRoman.com in the house today and they want to make that conversation a lot easier for you usually fellas we'll just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like i just lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like i had a long day at work i ate too much uh stew or chili or whatever your uh winter soup of choices or you know just sorry honey i'm i, I can't do it today but with roman it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication it's simple easy, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is simple. 
Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if you're approved, you'll get $15 off of your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Let's dig uh, a bit back into his vis- uh, his physicality, his grit, his work ethic, whatever you want to call it, because physicality is something that is just far and away one of the most important needs of this Red Wings roster. And I'm just wondering how, I guess, his style of play fits into not only the, the modern NHL, but with the Detroit Red Wings and kind of what they've built there so far. Well, it's very important, and, and it, it ties into what we talked about uh, j- just before, where other teams, right, when they look at the schedule, they know who the softies are. They know the teams out of the pushovers. And not just by, like, the way that the standings are, uh, are laid out. They know by their experiences in playing against that team before. So if a team, and I'm just using this as an example, if the Blackhawks, uh, let's say, played the Vegas Golden Knights or the Winnipeg Jets, that you know you're going to get pounded on the forecheck. It's going to be a physical, aggressive forecheck. Carolina, too. They're, they're another one. Physical, heavy, aggressive forecheck. That puts a lot of pressure on the defensemen. The defensemen know that they can't just throw the puck blindly because of their system set up where the forwards in concert with this heavy forecheck and the defensemen up high in the neutral zone will intercept any lazy clearing attempt and turn it into an instant counterattack. So – when the Blackhawks look at the schedule, they're like, oh, great. We got to play Boston and play Winnipeg back-to-back. Oh, but look at that. We got the Red Wings neck. Thank God. I, I could, you know, we're not <laughs> worried about it. They sit back and they let us do whatever we want. I'm not saying that's the case, but yeah. players, no, are human. players are human. They, they, it's just like a job, right, where if, you're, if you have the kind of job where you have to visit different sites, you know, like, oh, that site's going to be great. This site's going to suck. That site is going to be dangerous. This site's going to be smelly. Like, uh, so uh, it's kind of like that where you want, if, if I would have uh, like three wishes, let's say as a Red Wings fan to form a new team, uh, I would say that one of those three wishes would be to become tougher to play against and not in the scoring chance possession world. I'm talking more along the lines of, you know, you, that when a team shows up, no matter whether they're a 50 win team or a 10 win team, they know that when they step onto the ice against the Red Wings, they're going to come, come out with some bruises. And there's a famous story that uh, it was going around in the 80s that Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier told when um, the Islanders beat them in their first Stanley Cup final in 1983. The Oilers were you know, dejected because they were young and they had lost the, the Cup finals. And they said when they walked past the Islanders' locker room, they were surprised that the Islanders were not celebrating and popping champagne and going crazy he said that they were all bandaged up and laying on massage tables and wow. soaking in the tub and yeah. ice packs everywhere. And Gretzky himself said, we saw that and we're like, damn, like, how come we're not like that? Look at us. We're in all locker room. We're fine. These guys have won cups four years in a row. And now look at them. And so that it goes back to effort. Like you want guys at the end of a game to be like, I'm done. I'm spent. I, I gave it all on every shift. And, Neighbors is kind of that player, you know, and you want at least one or two Jake Neighbors on your team because that might be infectious. It might set the tone and be like, hey, come on, guys, let's get going here. It's a slow start, but, you know, we still have two periods left mm-hmm. and sometimes a hit or a fight. Listen, uh, people have every right to not like fighting in hockey, 
But what fighting does is a, a good fight, a good scrap, is sending a message to the, to the teammates. Like, hey, man, let's freaking wake up here. You guys are skating in mud. Like, uh, you know, uh, get the crowd into it or whatever. Uh, so uh, I'm not saying that – I mean, neighbors will fight, but he's not, not going to be a goon. But um, that's, I think, the kind of team that – we know the Wings are going to have skilled guys. They're going to have skilled guys. They're going to have their speed. They're going to have their puck possessors. But I'd like to see them, you know, going back to the old days, the Maltbys and the Drapers and yeah. the McCarty's. I mean, come on. You played <laughs> the Red Wings. You knew that it wasn't going to be just the Russian five skating circles around you. You knew that it was going to be guys like LaPointe and McCarty and Draper and, and uh, Malfi, uh, aggressive forecheck, hitting you hard. So, uh, I, you know, Eisenman, you, you got to give him credit. I think he, he understands that he was the captain of that yeah. team. And he'll, he'll identify that. All righty, it's draft day. You're Steve Eisenman. What's one reason you pass on Jake Neighbors and one reason you draft him? Uh, I pass on him because there might be players ahead of him with higher uh, offside, uh, upside offensively that play a similar game, uh, that might play a heavier game. Uh, one guy in particular is Justin Sordiff. I don't know if he's going to be around in the second round. He might be, but he, he plays for Vancouver. He's, he's a very fancy player, but he fights and he hits, and he's a, a, real, a real glue guy. Uh, so he kind of checks more blocks than Neighbors does. So that might be one reason that I'd pass on him. Uh, and then to draft him, I would say, you know, I, I need more guys like him in my lineup. I mean, he, he addresses a need in the organization. Uh, some of the guys that uh, you already have, guys like, uh, let's say, Mike Rasmussen or Jonathan Bergeron or uh, uh, Master Simone. I've seen them all play live and they've all uh, have no issues in the effort department, right? They, they have a, a high uh, intense comp- competitiveness factor. Uh, but I think. Uh, it, it never hurts adding another one and then creating a little bit of competition in that regard. So uh, I, I'd be fine if the Red Wings took him. I think he's a really underrated kid. He's a heart and soul kind of guy. And uh, even if he doesn't score 25, 30 points a season and you say, oh, he was a second-round pick, listen, if he's a regular on the fourth line and he's making the coach happy and you're getting results uh, away from the puck and you're limiting scoring chances against, then that's what you want. And you got what you wanted out of that draft pick. 